Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Monsieur. Welcome to the Two Bit Podcast, where two old friends talk about things and stuff. Uh, Hi, Mark. Uh, Hi, Jay. Hi. How are, how are the? I'm good, man. I'm good. I like the, I'm tired. I like the backdrop. Thanks. I've uh, I've finally figured out. I've more or less fixed the Wi-Fi issues. I think, and I filmed in every single room in the house, and I think. <laughs> I think we're going to do it here. <laughs> I think the shed might be okay. It's probably going to be echoey, but uh, I'll work on that later. But, uh, it's a, it's yeah. a little echoey, but it looks it looks pretty, though. It looks pretty, yeah. The, the lighting's good. Well, you know. Yeah, lighting lighting's superb, actually. You got that. It's it's. This is the problem now, is that we're in Canadian winter, and You're the sun right, is yeah. already set. Uh, yeah. We're, we're, well, basically, we're, I, I haven't left Canadian fall, it feels like. So I got here in Australian winter, but Australian winter is like nothing. Um, yeah. I guess it's like a, a, a little bit brisk. Like, oh, oh, put a sweater on. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> you, know, you do that thing. So it's it's um, Canadian October. Yeah, exactly. No, it, it just felt like I was in like... Kind of like a late September, early October for the last like I don't know three months. So now it's getting warmer, and it's going to get progressively warmer. That's going to be nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be the the heat that gets you. Like, does it get hot hot there? It can, I think it can get up to about forty degrees. Yeah, but apparently that doesn't happen like often or forever. So it's, not really uh, okay. So you're in a pretty mild climate then. In a really dry climate. It's gonna be hot. Oh, okay, that's good. Dry as long as it's dry, then uh, yeah, yeah. the heat and the cold really don't bother you. It's not like Montreal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how's it how's it going on in Montreal? How's the uh, COVID resistance hitting? Uh, same old man. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, nothing new. Had a, had a meetup, a Jewish meetup last night with uh, some some big uh, famous uh, French yeah. activists. Who wants to do a, uh, a you know Jews wearing the yellow star thing? It's like it's got to be Jews doing it though. He's like, I tried it, didn't go, didn't go over well. But if you guys do it, we'll support you. I said, okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> do something. So, we'll see. Uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Other than that, it was just a lot of work since uh, it feels like now. It feels like uh, our last podcast seemed like it'd been a month, and now this one seems like I talked to you yesterday. So we'll see if we can come up with anything. I know it's 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 so weird. I'll, I'll be putting that new one up today. Well, the twenty what's today twenty second. So uh, I'll put that one up uh, on the twenty second. Uh, yeah, it's good to have do. the last one up by the time we record the next. Yeah, it's nice to have one in the pocket just because. Um, it takes a little. It takes a little. No, it takes a little stress off. Um, to be honest with you, yeah. right now I'm kind of just, I'm just going. I, I, I just, I just, I, I go and I do things, and things get done, and I'm like, oh, good. Look, look at the things that have been done. I think uh, I did the them. For, <laughs> that's the formula. Um, uh, no, because I was, I was watching. I forget where I saw it somewhere. Thing about you know, if you're doing a podcast, like what are like the five rules, you know? And the, the rule number one was release it at the same on the same day at the same time and be consistent right so we gotta you know we'll get so there fr- but so here, but here's, least- here no but here's it actually it's, it has been relatively consistent we have an episode out every friday on eastern standard time 
every Friday at eight a at eight a.m. a new a new um, episode releases. So, okay. Because I've been I've been fairly consistent for the last I don't know five maybe six I think a bunch of them where they go out uh, at eight p.m. my time. So that's eight a.m. Right. your time. And if I do it on a anyways, so that's usually what happens. <clears throat> Thanks for paying attention, Mark. Appreciate it. Um... <laughs> That's what I'm here for. <laughs> Count on me. Yeah. So James Lindsay. Let's talk with James. Let's talk about James Lindsay. Yeah. Did you listen to the? Uh, I listened about half. I posted. I listened about half of it. Uh, let's for the people who don't know what we're talking about. James Lindsay, uh, academic uh, podcaster, just put out his. What's his podcast name again? New discourses. Yeah. So the new, the last one, the release that we talked about is, I think he's, he talks about being about being uh, white pilled, uh, with yeah. the new sorry with the um, Age of Enlightenment two point uh, this 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 concept, which I got really excited because in the first ten minutes of him talking, I'm like, oh, he's come around to Vin Armani's Dimage, right? Because he's similar, and then. And then he gets to a point, and then he goes, and I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. Well, yeah, I found it was more just he kept going over the same point over and over and over and over and over again in in, in different sort of iterations without much uh, difference between them. But because uh, it's it's something I I noticed a while ago, which was you know like the, when I started watching you know, YouTube and podcasts, and again what I what I posted. You know, it's, it touches on what I mentioned on our last episode, which will be up to today, um, about the the alternative media ecosystem and how it's this new and unique and sort of replacing, you know, even better than what journalism was because it's two way and it's crowdsourced and and um, there's there's it's it's a remarkable form of information. And then James Lindsay's idea of um, how the first enlightenment was basically spawned by the printing press and people's access to information. And then obviously that was followed by a period of massive turmoil for 200 years or so. And, um, but that was basically that that led to um, social liberty, but it never led to intellectual liberty. And with the internet, we have now democratized information and we're no longer being held by the feudal system that has controlled the access to information that uh, Weinstein coined the gin, the, uh, what's, what does that stand for again? The gated institutional narrative where all information has to go through gatekeepers and publishing and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, where they get to decide what, what gets disseminated. Whereas with YouTube podcasts, it's completely open to everyone and there is there are no uh, barriers to entry so anybody can get their ideas out there and the ideas can percolate and bounce off each other and basically that you know that a, a reddit thread can be more um wiser and access to more information and and and, and crowdsource more um investigation than harvard and that, that COVID has really been the demonstration of that that you know um, Facebook groups and people that are on the alternative information side of things have been so far ahead of the curve of the, you know, we'll call it the mainstream narrative or the gated institutional narrative that it's just kind of put them to shame. And 
and obviously right now everything that they're doing and trying to shut down social media shut down dissenting opinions just close off everything you know this whole campaign I, I was wondering about this about a year ago I was like are they it seemed like they were trying to undermine knowledge as a concept and it was like yeah. no, no no there is only there is only instruction and it will be given it will be handed down from us don't think I mean there, we saw there were articles against don't think critically don't listen to any don't do your own research don't think critically and don't uh, trust anyone except for us, you know? So they're, 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 they're grasping at straws. They're holding on uh, as say, you know, the Catholic church did uh, during the reformation, trying to hold on to their, their power over information. And the, we're sort of in the last throes of the, as he called them, the information feudal, feudal lords. And uh, I, I'm definitely in agreement with it because agreement with it because I've been seeing the same thing for many years. Whether it is going to, I mean, I think how it's going to end up, who who the hell knows? But it's it's an interesting time to be living in, even though it's almost guaranteed to bring along with it tribulation. Well, we <clears throat> we do know how it goes, and you know one of the things that I I'm always reticent about. Uh, is using these ideas of cycles and, and especially when they start become start becoming prescriptive like you know the fourth mm -hmm. turning and that kind of stuff because I'm like look even if that thing has any kind of it, it always seems to work backwards you know <laughs> like you can always find a period in time to 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 prove your point but it's like it's not necessarily predictive um, right so like even if you tell me like oh well the next cycle is supposed to be really good I'm like to, for whom exactly like good yeah. for whom me and my family or them and their family or someone in china or balani i don't know like you know it's um well so, you can say it, it, it has a it has a it has a great chance of being good better for the average person in 100 to 200 years right you know, that's about as <laughs> which is as, but as predictive as you could get Right. So, which is about as, which is, you know, fairly cold comfort. Like, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Your great grandkids are going to be fine. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. Right. Yeah. Well, it kind of it reminds me of, uh, you know, Scott Adams' golden era. So, what do you say? We're, we're going into the golden age yeah, yeah. that he thought Trump was ushering us into, and he was a little bit Whoops. off. Whoops. <laughs> but maybe he's just off by like a century. It's true, and and honestly, if he's off by a century in the in the in the uh, in the grand scheme of history, that's nothing. That's like yeah. you're off. That'd be like being off by five minutes. Yeah, you know, basically uh, Nostradamus. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Whereas you know, but for us on the ground, and and where you you know, and we're in a in a in a localized uh, time period, you're like that's that's kind of a big skip. That's a that doesn't help me, man. Sorry. Like I'm, I'm not buying your next book, like <laughs> just based on your predictions. Right. But everyone's, everyone's trying to do the Oracle energy. Oracle energy is really, is really powerful. Um, you know, it's, it's not just oracles are in some ways more powerful than profits because once you get a profit, you kind of get fucked, you know, profits are never historically speaking, people don't really, like, really like, like the, when profits come around, because they're uh, they're telling you some some shit's gonna sh shit's gonna go down. You know, God's yeah. God's pissed off. God's God's had about enough, and has sent yeah, his missile never a down. Sight. No, yeah. <laughs> like Jesus, you know, for the Jews in, in Israel, where it was that was a bad day. That was that wasn't fun. 
there's some 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 guy coming around saying i'm gonna i'm gonna tear your temple down because you're like doing some crazy money lend uh uh money laundering shit going on in your temple and like they're you know and claiming to be the son of god like oh go fuck yourself like we like our racket we like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. exactly um <clears throat> so like walking in you know i want to go i want to go i want to go throw over the money changers temp uh, tables at Pfizer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Well, <laughs> Have you, did you see the new supercut? It came out, uh, I think yesterday and, and someone went through, uh, I could, I could find it and play it if you want, but no, we can't, uh, we tried that before and it did not work well. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's just look up brought to you by Pfizer on YouTube and it's a minute long and it's, uh, every, every show it's like 360 with Anderson Cooper brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. The health, yeah. health and wellness news brought to you by Pfizer, and it's it's two minutes. Look it up; it's worth seeing. Well, okay, well, uh, well let's put a pin in that because because I find that was, it it. That was the whole I, thing. Yeah. Okay, but I, I just I just want to get back to the James Lindsay thing, but like I just to follow up on that, like uh, on the Pfizer thing, it, it's it's mind numbingly frustrating sometimes, and I've just kind of just let go of it now. Um, to talk to people and bring up the fact that. Everyone's bought out by pharmaceuticals, and they're like, "Not in Australia, not in Canada, not in this." You're like, "No, no, no, really." Just because they don't, just because they don't advertise the drug on your channel, doesn't mean they don't have, they don't own your news channels, man. <laughs> like, yeah. they own your shit. They own it. They own or, or it. Even, or even in Quebec, it's like you know that our politicians own stock, right? Right. Like lots of it. It's not. It's not just a, like a direct path to corruption. There's lots of ways. And the thing is, that I think it just comes down to the average person's um, lack of knowledge of business marketing. I mean, most people don't even know what how native ads work. No, that, I, I... that the media has been sold out way worse, even just since you know Craigslist took away the the, the classifieds, and then and then social media came along and took away the rest of the advertising. They sold, they sold their content and meet news is just advertising. Now that's all, that's their only revenue source that don't have uh, anything other than, than sponsored content. You're not getting well, it's news. In, it's, on the in, news. It's, it's, it's the investment. It's the investment economy. That's it's, it's the stakeholder economy that, that has been coming through um, everything from online into, into old, sort of dinosaur you know paleo media um that haven't been able to adjust fully to the new (laughs) reality that 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 you don't have to um that you don't generate money off the sale of an item anymore even even advertising as we know it is basically Uh, to put okay let's bring this back to james Lindsay because i think think there's a good way to do this so james Lindsay first in the the, in his news uh, episode talks about um having taken a white pill with his realization blah 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 which, you know, fine, might be a realization for him, but many of us have already been having the same exact same realization. He's putting it in academic terms. Cyprian has put it in mystical religious terms. I think there's a, a, a space in between the two because I think we're really, what's really going to happen, you know, after maybe 50 to 100 years, I'd say about 50 years, there's, there's going to be 50 years of really harsh uh, conservatism coming in. And, and I mean... And I mean big C conservatism. I'm not talking just like Reaganite policies and shit. I'm talking like, uh, yeah, gatekeeping obut. And the conservatism might mask itself in very liberal forms. 
Um, but it's going to be uh, a chilling and a, a cutoff of, of, of communication, which you're seeing at Netflix right now the, the, with the Dave Chappelle special and like, you know, people getting their, uh, you know, there's like minor key violence in the thing and whatever, um, you know, people grabbing signs and breaking them and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, it's stupid. Like, what are you doing? But, but there you go. Right. Dave Chappelle, the most, the most famous. Sorry, let me just finish. Go ahead. Uh, Dave Chappelle, the most famous, most most popular comedian of all time right now, undeniably. Um, having these people kind of try to shut down that that um, uh, shut, shut down his speech. <clears throat> it happening internally, not by Netflix, but internally. And if Netflix caves, which they may or may not, I'm not sure, uh, then that tells you everything. It's like. There, there's going to become an improved, very, very quickly, there'll be, there'll be an improved amount of, of, of language that you can use. It'll be like the 1950s again, uh, in terms of culture, where, you know, the, the uh, status quo was very static and very compressed and, and homogenous. And that's, and I think they're going to try to do that to create, uh, to create a, a false sense of unity uh, in, in, uh, in the West. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was saying so. That's an interesting approach. You're referring to the the far left as the conservative authority that's going to yeah. come in, and because oh, yeah. they're the ones, you know, policing speech. And I mean, there you saw actually at the at the Chappelle protest at Netflix, uh, the guy who had his sign stolen. There's the girl who went up to him and was screaming, "Repent, repent, repent!" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's like wow. Not, they, don't, they don't even see the irony. So it's, it's what we're getting is a is a very extremely conservative version of a new religion. Absolutely, it's okay. So here's the thing to keep in mind, right? That Joseph Stalin, who ran the communist country and, and took over the Bolsheviks after Lenin died. Now, okay, okay, communism is far left as can left can be, right? Joseph Stalin was a hard was a hard conservative. He's a social conservative. Uh, he made it, he wanted everyone dressing in plain clothes and, you know, like going back to, right. you know, simple traditional uh, 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 Slavicism. And he was, you know, about pan Slavicism and traditional forms of blah, 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 blah. So this idea that that a leftist or, a, you know, someone too far to the left can't also be a hard C conservative. These things are not mutually exclusive. Um, yeah. And in fact, and in fact, when you start to combine the, combining them, what you what you what you start to understand is power without control is nothing. So control becomes the the uh, the ask the the thing that goes beyond power. And and so I, I was I was asking myself this: like, once you get to a point <clears throat> where there's you have enough money, you know, like what motivates someone like Putin to keep on going uh, and to do the things he does. He's got trillions of dollars. He's an oil magnet. He runs a country. Like he's in no danger of ever being displaced. Like really what makes him go on? Yeah. And it's, there's gotta be something beyond power because when you have all the power, what's beyond power? Uh, and I think the only thing it really comes down to it is control. Like how much can you control? How much, how much of the board can you seize and keep? Right. 
for any for like any length any length of time. I think that feeds the the the, the addiction. Like there's got to be an addictive part to it. I don't understand it. I'm, I've I mean mm. I've never been in that position and I never will. And and I don't really even like you know even when I was managing people, I don't like the control aspect of it too much. I, I actually I enjoy other aspects, but the the controlling human beings and making them ask me to go go to the bathroom thing has always been. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't, there, I don't like. An, I don't like it. Yeah, but there is an interesting mirror there to the, um, and I think we get lost in the weeds a bit with the, with the term conservative, whereas yeah, you know, because you could say okay, there's a if you differentiate <laughs> between traditional and conservative, so sometimes people could say you're because I, I think a better term for what these new leftists are would just be tyrannical. You know, they're not necessarily conservative in a way there's nothing they're, they're not conserving anything so maybe maybe we need a new word for what it is that they have but i think you might have touched on it there with the control it seems like i mean if you look at what they're doing because they have or they feel at least that they have and i, I mean look around it seems objectively true that what they have is sort of cultural hegemony i mean they are running everything and so at this point they're not even concerned with the freedom to run everything they don't want you laughing at the wrong joke stepping out of the line in the wrong way right like they've already got all the power now they want the control and so that mirrors uh, you know a tyrant an individual tyrant a dictator like a, you know a putin or someone where for him it's his own personal desire for whatever it is these natural um you know things that make you want terrible things are but then there's also the wider societal a mirror image of it where they you know because their ideology has taken over basically supremely they're not they're not they're not they're not content with just the power to do what they to do whatever they want they want to control you yeah so Won't you know put up with you know i and i was i was thinking about that oftentimes when we were told well you know we always want america to be in charge or be be world whatever uh, top of the world hierarchy because the other options are, are are bad and horrible, being basically being China and Russia. And now that I'm looking at, it, I'm like actually, in some in some ways, not that I want to be run by China or Russia necessarily. Um, you know, sometimes the devil you know is there's there's uh, there's something to that. But um, but at the same time, Russia and China at the moment at least are run by stable. Uh, autocrats like if they were unstable maybe china will see how, how we'll see whatever ever and all that stuff is gonna uh, is gonna let, make them do but but they're relatively stable people like i don't feel yeah. like that 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 putin is insecure enough to start we acting weird you know like you kind of know what putin's gonna do and you kind of know what xi, xi jinping is gonna do more or less like in terms of what they're what their desires are, what they kind of want, what they kind of want in the world. <clears throat> and, and that's, and I look at that and I'm going, okay, if, if tomorrow China and America switch uh, positions uh, and China's running the world scene, you're probably not even going to yeah, notice. Gonna, well, that, I think about this all the time because I, I have, I get in arguments with the wife because I say, um, if it was up to me right now, I would you know, if you want to get out, do whatever, what do what if I could, was free to do whatever I want, I would move to inland China. I would go right. back to Yiwu or one of the towns there where the culture was 
black and white different to the culture here in terms of everyday on the ground freedom. We live beyond Nazi Germany in Canada right now in comparison to what I experienced there. And you have to actually go there and experience it to, to, get, to, to, to get it. And there was also a stability and something else like what people don't understand is they're like, oh, you know, because uh, the wife just doesn't want to be surrounded by Chinese. And I can understand that, you know, it's a culture thing. And then I look at it compared to like, we could move to Louisiana or Texas, whatever, you know, you're going to be surrounded with country music. <laughs> and people don't think about things like this, but they matter. <laughs> so nothing's free. Right? Nothing's free. There's, everything's a trade-off, man. There's so trade-offs it, everywhere. So for me, but what, the way, when I go through the thought process, it's like in, in China, it's the devil you know, right? Stay out of politics. You leave, you leave them alone, they leave you alone, and you go about your day in a culture where it, it was like, where you're not getting, it's not this death by a thousand cuts that we're suffering here from the, yeah. the moral busybodies in the nanny state. Well, I mean, this is, this so, is, so th this goes back yeah, what, to... Sorry, well, last thing, yeah, just yeah. to finish the thought was... Um, yeah, well, A, we're under the illusion that China already hasn't taken over, which I think is basically, Trump was kind of, in my opinion, the last stand, the last pushback, and they just said, okay, enough of that, squash. Um, and it's going to be fine for the Chinese. It might be pretty shitty for us. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's a bit, I see the, the other big thing is that what I view our situation, why our situation's gotten so dire is that too many very, very insecure people have been given an insane amount of power, both over uh, as gatekeepers, as politicians, as state leaders. Like I look at a lot of things happening in Australia and, and even in Canada, uh, you know, Justin Trudeau should just never be given that much power during a pandemic. It's, he's not the right mentality for it. he's an in, he, in internally he's an insecure human being um yeah. doug ford it's just so people don't think i'm just yeah. picking on on liberals yeah, no, it's not a left um, right thing no exactly it's it's a it's a personality thing it's a character thing you know doug ford incredibly insecure human being you know he he, he blusters and all the bravado and all the other bullshit but it's all bullshit and at the core of it he's just some snot-nosed kid uh who never got over being a bit of a bully in high school and selling weed in high school. That's kind of who he is. And he just wanted well, to do a buck of, he, he, he just thought he would do buck of beers and be, and be, yeah, and, that's and be loved. popular. Well, you right? also don't forget that we're talking about two people who got to the position they're in because of their name. Absolutely. And that's gotta, and that's gotta be an insane amount of insecurity in you. Yeah. And that insecurity breeds and starts doing weird manifestations. And the more manifestations of, of, uh, of fear that, again, feeds the, feeds the adversary. Here I go, Antichrist, here we go. Um, yeah. but, <laughs> no, but, but uh, would, how much would you pay to have, to have good old Doug back? Do you think he would have put up? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, none of these, look, none of these people are doing shit, man. I was thinking this the other day, <clears throat> maybe, maybe this morning, Hammer. Anyways, that... One of the things I don't believe in, in terms of the grand conspiracy, is that this has all been, been one, like, Brindenburg or uh, Rothschild's conspiracy to bring the world's population down to 500 million, blah, blah, blah. Because it would re re require the participation of every world leader everywhere at such a level that 
I just, I, I, I find that unfeasible, especially when you start seeing what's going on in Sweden and now <clears throat> Finland. Yeah. I was going like, to say that the fact that the Nordic countries have sort of said, nah, we're not doing yeah, it shows you that well, whoever is doing it doesn't have that much power. Like our leaders are going along willingly. Right. Which I think is because for two reasons, one, a, a, a large percentage of them are compromised as in they've been getting a lot of money um, uh, from either uh, China or, uh, or pharmaceutical companies. And, and they're desperately scared of that coming up to light. Like if you see what's going on in Australia, we have two premiers who are, one's under investigation right now, Dan Andrews, the other one, she Gladys, she, she, uh, she left office because she was under a, an investigation for some scandal that's completely unrelated. And I'm, and I'm pretty damn sure that they're almost like copping to a lesser charge. <laughs> like yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're taking on this, this one. last episode. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah they're trying, else, right? they're trying to like get out, get out before, before, uh, before, uh, before Big other one. bigger things are revealed. So, so I think basically if you have really insecure people who've never should be put in this position in the first place, uh, they are either heavily compromised and or uh, just just don't want to admit that they've completely screwed up, that they made errors. They made a fractal error and that error continued to snowball. And now they, so they get to the point where they're just like sick the dogs on them. Like they would rather beat people in the middle of the street and take all your fundamental rights away and have your children starve and, and screw them up psychologically. Like once you get to that point where these things have been happening, you can't face that reality. So they just create this new reality. Like the ritual and the reality are one, where they've created a new ritual, which is the ritual of, of, of take the jab and put the, put the mask on and all those things and create this new reality. And that in, 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 in that reality, they're a fucking hero, not a villain. They're the hero. They're the savior. They saved you with science. They're not the incompetent, sad little child you know, who's scared of being found out from taking money from, from China. They're not, that's not the reality they want to deal with. They're going to deal with the new reality where it's Justin Trudeau statues everywhere and whatever. Right. <clears throat> that's the compromising element. Cause I was just trying to think like, how can they get everybody? How can they get, I mean, not everybody, but how can they get a lot of it? Right. <laughs> like a, a big chunk of the Western world has been fallen under the spell. Uh, and I, we can talk about it in terms of uh, sort of biblical uh, and religious aspects, but but in a practical sense, how does that happen? I think that's just it. Psychologically, it's just that this is what you have to expect when you when the managerial class, because we don't have leaders, we just have managers, and the managerial class gets dumber and weaker and more um, self-serving to the point where you just get this collapse of 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 nimrods basically they're they're all little tiny nimrods who all have turned away from god have made their little towers of babel and at least it's all collapsing you know it's yeah. it's collapsing in 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 not just one giant edifice but in small little uh collapses that i think will collapse the entire western civilization as we know anyways go ahead yeah well or or a, a you know it's a time of you know rebirth you know sort of sort of the, the phoenix thing but i mean it's because there there are again i don't i don't go into the 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 grand i mean obviously there are people with grand conspiracies but 
those are, are, are rarely fruitful, you know, and almost never taken to fruition. And, and I don't, even though I, I know that that is an element of what's going on, I, I don't give it the credit for what's happening. I think there's multiple uh, things going on simultaneously, the, the largest of which is all the things that got us to the place where our leaders are so impotent and corrupt and where our institutions are completely flaccid and just smelling their own farts, you know, and, and are, um, uh, uh, it, it's just, and so it's easier for me to sort of say like so many things lining up, it's easier to look at it as a spiritual thing, you know, and just say, okay, like it's, it's definitely a part of it. It's like, okay, what's, what's, what's the foundation? How did, how did so many different elements of our society get to the point where they're just empty shells of themselves? And you can't say that's due because the internet came around 15 years ago, you know, like this is much deeper. These are issues that go back, you know, a hundred years, most of them. And there's sort of been one building on the other building on the other. And then maybe COVID was the straw that's going to break the camel's back, but that camel was drinking its own piss for most of the journey already, you know? Yeah. I mean, once you start to, once you start to, Put things into the religious framework was what I what happened to me about a year ago was when I when I started to I had a religious experience sort of an epiphany um, and and that that brought me to a humble very very humble place um, and then I started then things became clear to me and I and I think so yeah the repent motherfucker <laughs> that's the that's the name of this. this that's the name of the show now. That, that's 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 the name of this episode yeah. now. It's got to be yeah. It's got to be re repent, motherfucker. Repent, mf'er. Um, Is that what she was saying? It was she got the mf. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what she was saying. Um, <laughs> I love it. Oh, I mean, hey, where's again, the mercy, bitch? But here's the thing, right? I think that was completely spontaneous. That came through yeah. her. God yeah. speaking through people. So I'll give you. Uh, I've said this on the podcast. Uh, I think, and I'll just do a, a trenchcated version. I a year in about a year ago last uh, last October, uh, my daughter was born in July. Uh, I, we had family over, and by October, by September, it was the first time I really had just time uh, with my daughter and my my wife, and uh, and we were going into second lockdowns in in Quebec. And I just started having like what I was what I was uh, thinking was emotional breakdowns. Uh, I would just start tearing up and crying over songs and weird shit like just and I'm, i mean like you were me after six beers right yeah no exactly but I, I'm, I'm talking i'm sober some like uh, I, I can't get through a uh, rainbow connection without like just <laughs> water falling and like <laughs> like ugly crying and like like convulsion i couldn't like I, I was just going through it and in in, in, in the midst of one of them and i'm holding my daughter and i'm like you know trying to get through this and at the depth of it and i think that, again I, it kind of brought me to this very very humble place where i had been brought low but not by anything that it, like it wasn't clear to me that i could have done anything different in the last couple of years uh and not be where I was, because like again, the government had shut everything down. Like, it, there, right. you know, even if I hadn't hurt my hand, I, the restaurants would have still been closed. Like, there was just nothing I could have done. You know, I was very powerless. 
Um, and, and in that humble place, I just said spontaneously, I will bear witness. I can bear witness to this life and, uh, and, and, and essentially and testify. And that came out of me like, and I'm, again, 32 years as an atheist, anti-theist, you know, I had been, uh, I try to remember if I had been starting to pray. I think I had started, started saying the Jesus prayer, uh, maybe about a month before. So I've been watching Cyprian and, um, and he just mentioned like, Hey, you can do this as an atheist too. Like it's, you don't have to be, it's not about faith. It's just, um, it's a good, it's a good meditative thing. It's praxis. Right. Exactly. And, and I, I think maybe that was a, uh, a key that turned things anyways. Uh, so for that words to come out of me that way, the only way I can conceptualize it is that I felt that God spoke through me. God spoke through me to speak to me, you know, to say something to me. Um, and with that woman who's like, repent, motherfucker. It's, I mean, that's dynamic. That's antichrist. It's the Holy Spirit. But, it's, but I still think it's a Holy Spirit. I still think it's a Holy Spirit. And it's like, who said this? That, that this whole thing looks like it's a religious uh, Protestant, uh, almost a, uh, two sects of Protestants, uh, a Protestant infight, mm. right? Where it's the children of, 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 people who've turned away from the church to, to a degree and their children saying, you're not good Christians. You know, you're not yeah. being very good Christians. Right. And that's kind of what, if you look at it, what the cancel culture and wokeism and all that stuff really is, is, is a return to almost a puritanical Calvinism. Yeah. Calvinism. It's ultra Calvinism. Yeah. 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 Um, and that's why it's an, uh, that's why I like the whole orthodoxy thing. And like, I like being part of the orthodoxy because I can literally go, I'm stepping back over here. Like just <laughs> we're being symbolically interesting over here. Like, I don't want to be part of your alt, your, your Protestant fucking pissing fight, man. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's unfortunately we're all, we're all part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck uh, avoiding it. Sorry. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm standing to the side of the monkey cage, trying to, trying to only get some monkey shit on me. It's like, I'm trying to get a manageable amount of monkey shit on me. Maybe on the shoes. Can you just get on the shoes? Yeah. Not on the shoulder. On the red you know? rain boots. Yeah, yeah. Not in the face. Just not in the not in the face area. Um, but we'll see. I, I think I I just feel like a lot of those things are kind of the the response to the Dave Chappelle thing is interesting. Um because it's if this had happened two years ago, maybe, uh pre pre-COVID. I think the response would have, I think Chappelle would have gotten canceled for nothing, like literally for nothing, but that wouldn't have mattered. You know, Twitter would have suspended yeah. him. Facebook would have suspended him. Like they're over in, you know, the marches in the street and blah, blah, blah. Um, and now the response now has been more like, guys, go fuck yourself. Like, uh, you know, hey, hey, we got bigger things. We got bigger things to worry about. And the special is fine. So what are you doing? Right. Um, hmm. like I still haven't watched it, but, uh, from everything I well, from because what I understand there, there, it's like, yeah, go ahead. There, because there is, um, there is definitely a, a cultural shift going on since COVID against the the ultra woke. People are just mm -hmm. kind of like, like that pendulum went so far, it's it's on its way down. I mean, even Mara was saying for the first time he's he's playing for mixed audiences, like the average person. People like us who are, are into this and paying attention, you know, and like, you know, I was, I was 
you know, following Milo before Trump and, you know, thought it was hilarious because I had kids in college, you know, most people aren't paying attention or they're, or they're bought in, but even for the people who aren't paying attention or, or, or all in, they're going, yeah, okay. Like we're get, we're really like, we're going to, we're going to child sacrifice. Like we're going to, you know, it's going to swing back naturally. And so I think that's happening. Um, not even directly as a result of COVID, they just kind of seem to be aligned. Maybe, maybe again, in that respect, COVID was the straw that broke the camel's back. It's like, okay, guys, global pandemic. Yeah. Well, and also because material, really, material jokes. <laughs> well, because again, that's such, that's such like a lot of, that's a lot of peacetime bullshit, right? That's peacetime yeah. conversations. Um, and it's funny about, oh, we'll get back, we're kind of rip, Loop this back to, loop this sorry, back to James saying, I mean, Lindsay. Once you've once you've canceled Margaret Atwood, <laughs> there's not there's not much there's for not sexi- much territory left was it, to gain. For, was it you know? Wouldn't, didn't they cancel that? They canceled her for sexism, right? Oh, for no, like, for for being a turf, right? The same thing. She she her her like the, the biggest guys, right? The the I mean, Chappelle's always been a you know shit lib, um, and then <laughs> that Margaret Atwood. And uh, what's her name? The Harry Potter bitch. JK. Yeah, JK. Right? So, like, who do you got left? <laughs> when, you, when, you, when, you, when you murder all your profits, you, you're gonna, your movement's going to lose some steam. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't go out. Again, you're, you're going after. They, they, yeah, they, started, they started fighting way above their, their weight limit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, what are you doing? And again, attacking they are, Joe Rogan. They are, when, they are the Jake Paul of social movements. Yeah. Well, it's again, like it's like CNN going after Joe Rogan. And I think they honestly thought that they're bigger than him. And it's like, no, you're just, you're, you're, you've got more staff. That's all you have. You have more staff and more overhead and you have a big giant building. Joe Rogan is way bigger than you, way bigger than you. And can just, can dismantle any, anyone you send to him like a fucking lion, (laughs) like a lion playing with a, with a lame little Giselle, like, It's it's embarrassing. Um, we got about fifteen but minutes. So we'll start, there, we'll I want to give a, I want to give a, a shout out even to uh, Jimmy Dore. I've been watching a lot of his stuff lately, and he's been killing it. Yeah, really, really I, I go I go back he, and forth. He, with Jimmy, as long you know. as he doesn't talk about economics, he's <laughs> well, great. He just he just I, 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 here's the thing I find frustrating with Jimmy, right? And uh, anyone from that uh, side, I, I would even listen to Kyle Kalinske if Kyle just came out of fucking La La Land. I think he's too far. I think he's 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 drank too much yeah, of that Kool Aid. Never... Um, he's like he's like the sh- he's like the shit stain lib. He's not even just a shit lib. He's just a shit stain <laughs> lib now. Just the stain. Um, yeah, it's like the brown Kool Aid. Don't drink the brown Kool Aid, man. <laughs> yeah. um, but with Jimmy Dore, it's like he just seems to always get caught up in like and there and the answer is socialism. It's like the answer it's is everything. more state, and you're like, dude, yeah. you're so <laughs> close. You're like yeah. you're so. You're so well, close. Yeah. You're so well, close. Because he's got, he, that's the thing. He's, he's right about the, the government. Crazy yeah. enough. He, he's just, the, his thing is, we just got to get the right politician and the right <laughs> policies. Like, there is no okay, right politician. Guy. There is no right, right policy. When, when it comes to calling out the bullshit, he's bang on. And he's been doing great with COVID. So I'm gonna, I got to give him that kudos. But he actually inspired a tweet of me from me today. He said that what, what the socialists don't understand about capitalism is that capitalism comes with. The inherent obligation on you to take the right steps throughout your career to move out of the working class. Yep. 
nobody wants to be in the working class, but you're, you're, you should start there. Everyone should start there. No one should end there. And if you, and if you don't not end there, it's on you. Like it's yeah. the same argument with people, oh, the minimum wage, how's someone supposed to raise three kids working at McDonald's? They're not. It's not complicated. <laughs> you're, if you've got like... kids and you're working at McDonald's, you <laughs> fucked up. It's not my uh, fault. And we don't need uh, the government to take care of that. Yes. Well, okay. And, but here's, here's, here's the thing, right? Is that, and I understand why, uh, we'll just say the millennials, um, Gen Z's, uh, sorry, Gen Xers. Um, I, I, I feel like we got a message that they didn't, that, um, we were fed a, a similar message, but I think we rejected it on some on some fundamental level, which was it's all about just be happy. You know, the the point of life is just be happy, and and uh, and everything's going to work out fine, or some 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 variation of that. And I think the millennials really bought into that, where they really went from high school to college. They got the, the education. They got they went into debt. They got out and they're like, where's my job? Where's my $50,000 job? Because that's kind of what they were promised. And they got out and they, it wasn't there. And it's not just it wasn't there. It's never coming. Like, right? like yeah, and, you they gotta, do, and they don't have the, even the capacity to comprehend the fact that it's on them to go out and try and get it. Even though, right. I mean, I do understand that might be even harder for them than it was. But I, don't, I, don't, I don't think they got a raw do, deal than we did. I mean, ever since we finished high school, the 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 boomers stopped retiring you yeah. know, there, i remember there being the job shortage you know it wasn't easy for us but it was it's still not easy for us like we're getting the same shit deal um but the, i think the there's, only... a, there's with the with the millennials i think there's always two things one i know almost none of them who had a paper out or shoveled sidewalks or swept leaves i don't think and I, or got the shit kicked out of them right and I think yeah. those two things are really part of being a, a grounded individual. And we got plenty of it. All yeah. my friends had a paper. I don't know one person who didn't have a paper out growing up. Yeah. And I don't know one person who didn't get the shit kicked out of them. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Um, I, I think it, it makes you more mindful of what you're... It, 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 not more mindful of what you're about to say, but, but it, it means that you, you're going to have to back it up. And I think if you're the kind of person who's like, all right, whatever I'm going to say, I've got to back up to a degree. Like it's, it's, it's on me to take responsibility on me and not put it on other people um, is, a, is, a huge, is a huge thing that's missing in society. And, and, and I don't, it's, going to take a, it's going to take generations to put it back because there's no incentive for it. It's, it's, very, it's very easy to, take the, to make the incentive to not take responsibility. Like, you know, uh, we'll, we'll end this on forgiving your enemies. Um, yeah, let's, let's but, go there. Yeah, but, but I think this is a, it's a good segue is that the incentives to, to change society, you need to change the incentives. Uh, and you need to change the incentives for the, both the elites and, the, and they have to speak, you have to speak that language. Uh, and you also have to change the... Once you change the incentive to the elites and the elites start behaving in certain ways, it will affect the entirety of society. It's much easier to change five people at the top and have them influence millions or billions rather than try to get a million people to agree on anything. So 
that's kind of what we need to focus our energy on uh, is getting a message that speaks that speaks elite to the elites and convinces them enough uh, to to start to talk about responsibility, personal responsibility, uh, civic responsibility, you know, all the not just responsibilities, but but obligations as well to fulfill one's obligations and responsibilities to take those on, uh, and in some ways to bear the cross or uh, to uh, to uh, yeah to be, to bear one's cross in this world and to, and to, and to try to make that cross as heavy as possible that you can that you can stand and carry it forward in, in, in this world. That's the that's kind of that's kind of the point. Um, it's. It, and if people can't deal with it in religious terms, then we'll have to find a different, a different, a different language to, to access people. That's kind of what I'm, I'm interested in. Um, but yeah, so forgive thy enemies. Yeah. I sent you that, that video um, uh, by one of the Orthodox fathers, and again, it touches on. Oh well, it, it touches on. I, I just thought you said food for thought, and I was like, okay, I'll think about that. <laughs> I'll think about watching it. No, I'm not going to do that. No, I never saw. Um, I never saw. I don't think I got a link. I just got a thing that said "food for thought." Uh, why we should forgive our enemies. I'm going to check. Oh. I'm going to check, but I don't remember because I just saw a text that said that. I was like, "Oh, okay, I'll think about it." Yeah. Okay. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, I didn't come up with much, but <laughs> it's hard. It's the hardest it's one, right? Good to do. Well, I mean, well, you could go with you could go with the cliched thing that forgiveness is a gift you give yourself. Yeah, it's about mercy as well. Forgiveness and mercy kind of go hand in hand. Um, but why we need to forgive? Why, why? Why Jesus said forgive thy enemies, and why that's more powerful, I think, than the golden rule. Because I remember always hearing that people would go, "Well, the golden rules," and it's in every single major religion, and it's kind of what everyone says. And and, the, and atheists would almost say that to kind of disprove Christianity. I've never understood how that one worked. And like, well, hmm. if it's present in everything, that's just a good thing then, right? Like, okay, Christianity has it too. Uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Remarkable. But, uh, right. But, uh, but uh, what I think forgive thy enemy is different than do unto others as you would do unto your as, as they would as you would have them do unto you it's different because forgive thy enemies is not about what they would do for you it's not about um it's it's singular well, can I, can I just clarify one thing because because yeah. i think even in the text that you sent me um you had got it right which is in as far as i'm aware in the bible it's love your enemy and right. do yes. good to those who persecute you yes yes exactly okay so yes thank you because I, I think that's even i don't know whether you have to forgive them or not <laughs> well i just gotta love them okay so you, so you gotta love them okay so maybe even that's even even more more powerful right um yeah. well and and the second part the do good to those who persecute you yeah which is very poignant these days yeah exactly and, and, and really and I, hard to take to heart it really hard to take to heart and incredibly difficult to do but i think is the most necessary thing is how do we prevail how do we do something to shock and awe the world. And it's not lighting, lighting a flare and it's not, I don't think it's any of those things. I think, and I, we've, we've said it before, but take it, take them into waters they don't understand. Take them, take them someplace and start to 
and start to do start to act in a through with, with a spirit that they don't that they can't uh they don't have a plan for you know i i always i always akin i always think of it uh the image i always come come to mind is like you know when the, the grinch came down and he stole all the who Whovillians stuff for Christmas. He steals it all. And then he goes up to the mountain and he, sta- he stands there and he's waiting for them all to come out. And he's like, they're going to be miserable. They're going to be miserable, right? I'm going to win. They're going to be miserable. And, the, and the, they all come out and they're all like, oh, all our stuff's gone. Oh. And then they just start singing Christmas songs in the middle of the, in the, middle of the uh, square. And, that, and that's what makes the Grinch heart grow and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm like, be the Whovillians, right? Like, be the people from Whoville. Uh, do the thing that they don't expect. Do the thing that they can't comprehend, which is okay. Right. You can take it all. You can take this material world. You can you can damage the flesh. This isn't about the. This isn't about the body. You know, this is about the spirit. You know, we we uh, we preserve and cleanse the spirit because that is what is everlasting. That is what your legacy will be. That was what will live on beyond the physical body of of, of you in in this temporal realm. If you're going to be right. anything, if you're going to be any kind of cleansing fire or cleansing water for history, you have to you have to start with the spirit, and that's all it is. So it's like yeah. you can inject me your stuff, you can hold me down, you can torture me, you can take you can take all this, you can take all my material my my my, 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 my material possessions because it's not about that. And I will be the who I will be the person singing in the square, you know, and forgiving you and loving you, and yeah. and. and and doing and and still doing good for well, you, Father, because it's forgive not a, them, forgive yeah. them for they know not what they do. They do yeah, right? and that that is the central message of of Christianity. It's funny that actually reminds me. Some of my wife sent me a video of uh, about the mark of the beast, and it's a guy talking about how he's going through how all this stuff and how it is the mark of the beast. And we are in the end times, and I looked at, it, I was like, listen, if you're gonna take the shitty part of Christianity, you gotta take the good part too. She's like, what's right. that? <laughs> If it's saving your soul, <laughs> like that shit. Yeah, I mean, like I, that's why I left the church was that garbage, right? But I still maintained, you know, held on to the uh, the part that I liked. Hang on, I just got to pop up. Well, I don't think it's even just the part that I liked. See, I always, I used to always think that that stuff, the love thy neighbor, all that's and uh, I mean the uh, part that the, that's within my control, right? I can worry about my soul. I don't. What am I supposed to do about the fucking mark of the beast? Well, that's it, and I think that's the power of Christianity in, in both the, the the macro and the and the micro. And I think that's the one thing I that I think we're doing here with grace. The concept of grace is that those three principles—forgiveness, mercy, and faith—are things you can just do. Like that's yeah. that's within your sphere of influence to do things with. That you don't have to ask permission or go to church or. Uh, you know, be a be a libertarian with 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 tons of books behind you in Britain. You know, read read all these books yeah. and read you know, read read the synergisms on Christianity. Or you don't you don't need to know anything except to understand those three concepts and and make them principles in your in your world. And then from that, what? everything else works. Everything else flows. Yeah. <laughs> it's the metaphysical cleaning of thy room. Right, exactly. Clean thy room, but on a but on a spiritual level. Exactly. That's why I put the thy in there. Thy, yeah, exactly. Clean, yeah, that's, clean thine room. And clean thine, clean thine room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's actually content. What, what do we say? Repent, repent, motherfucker was the first title. Clean thine room is a is a close. Clean thine room. There you go. You got two good uh, show titles there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
or Imagine. or repent, repent and clean thine room, motherfucker. <laughs> Boom. Bit long. Boom, right there. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's got, it's got, okay, man. It's got pizzazz. Look at that. Seven I, on the dot. Seven on the dot. We're we're fucking on fire. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, getting all the way through this. If you have, because we know you have, because our numbers, our total number of views have been decreasing, but our length of views have been increasing. So it's like matters. So it's it's not it's it's almost like not the height, but the girth that matters. <laughs> That's what I've heard. Or we're like a fucking pop can in this motherfucker. <laughs> um, you can find us on all the audio stuff. I still need to get us on Apple Podcast, but whatever. Fuck out. And on Twitter. And on Twitter uh, at uh, Two Bit Podcast and at Mark Aaron. I, I got Two Bit. Ma- uh, I don't know if you find it. It's at M Aaron C. At M Aaron C. M A A R O N C. So it's my yeah. first initial, middle name, last initial. It's in the show notes too. Uh, so. But I have Two Bit Podcast in my name. I don't know if that helps you find it or not. I don't. I don't get Twitter. I don't know. I don't. I don't, yeah, I don't get yeah. Twitter either. Show notes. Yeah. Show notes. Yeah. Put, show put, notes. Put that stuff in the show notes. Show notes. It's in the show notes. Okay. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Love you. Signing off. Ciao. Uh, where is it? Oh, no. Uh. <laughs> What'd you lose? <laughs> My mind, maybe.